you know, I got to say, I can talk to someone for about two hours and it'd be completely fine. Not having any kind of like, what ifs about it, not, not nervous really, but let things flow. But doing these intros is really just the stupidest thing to talk to yourself about like, hey, check out my channel. But anyways, today's guest is Steve Ledinsky. He's a coach of mine at Hard Exercise Works. It's a gym cult that I joined and I pay for to have. And anyways, we chopped it up one time and he's telling me about something that he does on Sundays, which really inspired me to take it on. And I did. And ever since then, I've really liked the days that I've been living because of it. So I wanted to introduce it to everybody else as well, could add some value. Um, we talk about a lot of other cool things. He's just a real cool dude. Things flowed a lot. I thought I was going to have to do any editing. I don't have to do anything. Um, everything just worked out really well. So this is Steve on what he calls Solitude Sunday. What's up, Steve? What's going on, Chris? Welcome, welcome to my house. <laughs> Thank, you my boat, Thank you very much, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you coming on, man. I actually was waiting for you to come on because I do have a surprise for you, and I told you about it. Okay. Right over here, there's going to be in that little cubby right there. Yeah. Once you reach down, there's going to be on the top shelf. There's going to be a book. It's like gray. It has like a it has like a label on it. You see, it's underneath oh. something. Yeah, I want you to go grab that. Dude. I should have had it prepared. This. That bullet. Yeah, the bullet journal. You ever have one? Uh, no, I actually, I, I was looking online at it. I know, I know, it was perfect. Yeah. When we were talking, we were talking about it. We were just talking about yeah. it. And it was really cool because you mentioned bullet journals. And when you started doing that, because you, you started asking, like, what I do? Do I journal? And how do I do it? Do I bullet journal? And I'm, like, writing stories, right? And that's how I like to do it with my life. I kind of look at experiences and I, I, I write it down as if someone's going to read it one day. And hopefully it's going to be my son. So I write everything down, but there's a lot of times when I have stuff in my head and you classified it, what'd you classify it as when you like jot everything from your head down? Um, I'll call it a mental dump. Yeah. Like a yeah. brain dump. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. I always have that. And I like to write that way. Like mm -hmm. when I do any kind of list, when I do any kind of, basically if I have a list, a to-do list, something of that nature, I write down in bullets, but I have to do it in some kind of separate notepad that I didn't know how to structure it. Because yeah. I didn't want to put it in my journal because yeah. someone reading my journal, like a story, mm -hmm. all of a sudden has like this brain dump to-do yeah. list doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, and I try to avoid writing things down because it's only in that. I don't want to ruin that journal. Yeah. So I'm out looking for new journals because I just ran out. It was literally the day after that we talked. And I'm at, I'm at Office Depot. I'm looking at this bullet journal and the way mm -hmm. that they were doing this right there, that example yep. and all that. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, this is what you do. I was going to give it to you at, at yeah. I was going to give it to you at the gym mm -hmm. the next time I saw you. Yeah. And, but I'm like, you know what? It'd be a good way to start and good way to give you as a gift when coming on. Thank you very day. much. Yeah. I really yeah. appreciate that. There's, I, I, I don't do a journal per se, uh, but, uh, I came across this just on, you know, a Sunday when I was just kind of doing my thing. And there's a whole, like, a whole group of people, like, it's over, like, a million pe uh, different, uh, like, hashtags and whatnot for, on Instagram that are all about bullet journaling and, and how they do it and how they, you know, make it unique to their own, uh, their own style and their own way of doing it. And it just kind of was kind of fascinating the way that they do it. Um, I don't think I would ever be that detailed, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's just a, obviously a new and different way of thinking about it and putting your thoughts on paper and, and, you know, being, trying to be productive, obviously. The way I like it too, it's just straight to it. Yeah. It's like, that's how I think. I think in ways of not like, it, it's so detailed. Yeah. It mm -hmm. could be detailed, but I really think in ways of just little bullet points Yeah. and I just connect the dots when I need to. Yeah. So that makes it totally efficient because what I started doing is it started adapting and I want to know... What, based on how you told me how you do a Sunday, because that's what this all talked. Sure. On your Sunday, it's perfect because today's Sunday too. Sure, so yeah. So 
you you had that I journaled about what our our, our interaction when we mm-hmm. had it at the gym and what you told me you did yeah. and I, I've started adopting it so mm-hmm. I want you to I want to clarify kind of what you do on a Sunday because not only was that nice to be like completely by yourself and yeah. kind of get into yourself but also how else how also you're journaling on your on your bullet points yeah so uh, to kind of go back with what you're saying I mean I actually have if you if you went into my house and you would see multiples of folders of, of things that I write in. Uh, one is like, you know, what I've learned, you know, or what I took from today, what I learned from today. Other, I have just, it just says thinking. So it's like, it's me. If I hear something, if I read something, if I see something, something that just connects with me that I don't want to forget about it, then I'm writing it in my, you know, my thinking book. And that's something that I will flip through, you know, probably once a week or whatever. And just kind of revisit ideas. Uh, but like you, like there's certain things I don't want to put in kind of like, you know, my journal per Mm -hmm. se, like the most important one, Mm -hmm. but the things that I'll take from that. And then I will add the most important things to that. So it's like, I'm always thinking, I'm always writing, I'm always, you know, doing that. But then it's like, whatever, you know, whatever's the most important will then make its way to, to, to the main journal, so to speak. Uh, but, um, you know, what I do on a Sunday and not everyone has this luxury, but, uh, I actually schedule and it's called solitude Sunday. And where I got the idea from was reading an article about Bill Gates and Bill Gates has what he does once a year, if not twice a year, maybe multiple times a year. And he does, a, uh, it's called a think week. So he has a cabin like in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, he gets rid of all of his distractions, but he's bringing information with him, whether it be books, articles, uh, things that maybe, you know, people in his company have written to him or ideas or, and he just wants to think. So he's bringing this information, but no outside, uh, you know, no internet, no, you know, no TV, no, the unplugged, totally unplugged. And all this whole week is designed to think he's got one person that brings him like two meals a day. Uh, other than that, like he'll get some exercise by leaving, but that's it. Like he's not really leaving the house very much, you know, and it's all about thinking. And he does this a couple times uh, a year. And I just got to see, you know, that there were other people that were doing this. And it was, it was where, I don't know the name of the article, but it was supposedly like how he came up with, you know, one of his, you know, big time articles about like the boom of the internet or the internet cometh or whatever it was. And this is before the internet really took off. And it was just kind of like him being in that state of mind of thinking, uh, that he, he got these ideas and it just like, well, you know, how cool would that be? You know, one to be able to afford, you know, to have that luxury of the time and money to be able to go off in a cabin and be in the, in solitude and whatnot. I was like, well, I can't do that, but yet I have the ability to do that at home and I can, shut off from distraction. I can turn off my phone. I can, you know, turn off the TV and I can just kind of, you know, put things that in front of me that I want to read that would help me just kind of go anywhere. So like inspirations, influences. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is just kind of things that, that, that I will probably pick on throughout the week, but I don't have time to actually sit down and read it fully, but I know that I want to digest it. I want to, you know, read more into it. And there's no topic that is off topic. So, I mean, mm. Uh, for instance, last Sunday I was reading about, uh, you know, the next evolution of, of, uh, flight, you know, it was like, they're, they're, they're trying to bring back a supersonic flight, right? So, um, 
What's uh, supersonic flight? So, uh, what was um, what was the name of the the British Airways um, the Concorde? Mm. So the Concorde was traveling at supersonic speeds, but yet the government set up set in place this this restriction that you know you couldn't travel over you know a certain speed because of the the sonic boom and and what was happening. It was like damaging properties and and just uh, so blown out windows. I mean, it was crazy, right? <laughs> so, but I mean, but that was like a subject that I was reading about and it, it was fascinating to me. So, like the the goal for the the solitude sunday is really to have no goal. It's 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 to make sure that I let my mind go anywhere. And and it's uh it's a time where you know, uh, like, again, I get rid of distraction, but yet I have my iPad up and I'm making, you know, I'll make notes, you know, things that, again, will just come to me and I'll, you know, if I want to revisit or if I'm, it's just something that, you know, kind of catches my eye and I find it intriguing, then, then I write it down. And, and again, the goal is to have no goal. It's just let my mind wander. Mm. Uh, cause the majority of the week is, it is, it is managed. It is, you know, Okay, I'm doing this from this time to this time, yeah. this time to this time, and yeah. it's it's prepared and thought out. Sunday, you're pretty structured, from what I see. You're a co- to put reference. He's a he's a coach at the gym I go to, hard exercise works, mm-hmm. and you guys operate in a very structured way. Right, we're on hour time, by hour. on the second on yes. time class starts. Yeah, like you guys are structured. You yep. have a certain you have a certain schedule to make. You have a certain workout to do. Yep, and that's the way you live your life. All throughout the week. Yeah, and that was a lesson learned when I was when I was younger because I, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really have much direction. I didn't kind of know where I wanted to go, and I found a, a mentor that has been a big part of my life, and and he more or less helped me not only career wise but just kind of helped uh, me to get my 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 stuff together. Mm-hmm. If, you know, uh, I don't know if I can curse. You but can, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he helped me get my shit together. Yeah. So, and, and what I was in, and that's how, you know, my business was ran, uh, giving lessons. It was based off of a half hour hour. So what's a half hour hour. So uh, meaning like, you know, if I, um, my previous uh, career was in golf and okay. golf instruction. So anytime I was giving lessons, it was either an hour lesson or a half hour lesson. So we would either meet for 30 minutes or for 60 minutes. And, and during that time it was like, okay, well I'm structuring my day that way. And that's how I had to structure the rest of my day. You know, if I, if I needed to get certain things done, you know, for, uh, for him, if I needed to do scheduling or if I needed to do computer work or emails or, you know, communication or whatever it might be, or, or callbacks, you know, everything was kind of segmented into either, you know, by the minute or half hour, hour. Mm. And I, and I just found that to be extremely productive. So uh, you know, I kind of carry that over into my personal life to where if I know I want to accomplish something, then, then I more or less, I schedule it. I, I more or less have my day structured to where, you know, uh, certain times of the day I'm doing this certain times of the day, maybe I'm not doing it. I'm not doing anything, but again, it's, it's more or less kind of planned if, for the majority of the week, not every day, but mm-hmm. for the majority of the week, if I'm trying to be productive. So do you use, do you use a, like, do you use a schedule? Like, like, uh, do you use a schedule to basically not have, do you like, uh, use a structure to not have a structure on Sunday? On Sunday. Yeah. The, the goal no, is your structure. Right is out no the window. Structure. Yeah. Get that shit out of here. Okay. We're, we're, yeah, exactly. So just freely. Because yeah. what I've noticed doing a fun and, and very, very good way of doing that is because I've noticed when thinking, when you're able to think and you're not in the robot everyday mm-hmm. busyness of it. And then when you think there's thoughts that go, that go by like clouds sure, and you can either grab onto it or not, but if you don't, you literally forget about it in a second if you don't write it down. So, you know, obviously I would imagine, you know, who Richard Branson is, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
So started Virgin, mm-hmm. Virgin Atlantic, Virgin Records, yeah. Virgin Soda, the Virgin Freaking uh, Island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he lives a fun life though. He, he does. He really does. He's, yeah. He's out in space. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's right. doing a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. He's a good. And one of the things that he said was that if he didn't, he he would travel everywhere with a notebook. That was the thing that he did. That was, and he said that he wouldn't have been nearly as successful uh, in business and in life if. He, if Hadn't he not carried that notebook around? Because every time he had an idea, he was writing it down. Yeah. Now, maybe nowadays with the use of technology, he doesn't need to, you know, like carry a notebook with him everywhere. He can just make a note on his phone, uh, which I know you and I both do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yet it was it was always he was always putting his thoughts on the paper or putting his thoughts down because mm-hmm. that way you didn't have to try and revisit it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like we're all of us are, are constantly bombarded by notifications, mm-hmm. text messages. Facebook, you know, uh, the news, um, you know, there's so much stimulus and a lot of times it's always the next one, the next one, the next one. So if you don't write it down or if you don't put pen to paper, so to speak, a lot of times that idea can pass. And I don't know if you're anything like me, like sometimes I'll, I'll be thinking to myself and it'll like, it'll take me, you know, a while to say, man, what the hell was I just thinking about? Mm -hmm. What did I, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll walk into a room. Like I'll, I'll go from the front of my house to the back of my house and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to get this. And then I get back there and I'm like, wait, why the hell am I here? What, I, I know I'm I supposed that, to get something. I did that three times this morning. Yeah. I'm in a room and, right? and I, asked, I, asked, I asked my girlfriend, I go, well, what am I in my room for? <laughs> yeah. Why do I come over here? Yeah. I do the same thing. It goes real quick. Yeah. So and it's harder now. Yeah. I've noticed it's because it's, it's busier now. Sure. It's so much intel is coming in and out that right. it's almost harder to grab onto one. Which is why, in my opinion, why the, that Solitude Sunday has become such an important part mm. where a lot of times I won't schedule things on a Sunday, unless it's family oriented. But a lot of times, you know, if I'm asked to do something, you know, uh, for the most part, you know, I'm weighing it because I get so much out of, you know, my Sunday when I have that. Yet I'm weighing it like, okay, well, you know, yeah, I, I want to hang out. Yeah, I want to do that. Uh, but uh, but a lot of times I, I kind of go on on the side of, you know having my solitude Sunday. Cause that's just, I, I get so much out of it. I get so much peace from it. of uh, just being able to think and relax and just kind of unwind. So does it, does it work better for you? It doesn't matter all day. Does it, does it make more effect on you if you do it more in the morning, if you start morning? Yeah. Like when does that start? Like you, I think you said you wake up whenever you, whenever your kind of body wants to wake up, Sure. which is a good way to kind of give that, give that, you know, gift to your body. To totally. Say, take the day off. I mean, again, so much of our, our time is, you know, work, family, obligations, things like that. So if you have the opportunity to let your body fully rest, uh, you know, to wake up whenever your body says, hey, you're good. It's like, okay, uh, you know, it, your body stops or your phone stops charging when it hits 100%, Yeah. right? And it's like, well, that's kind of what you do during sleep. You're recharging. So mm. When you hit, if your alarm wakes you up, well, you might be at 87% or maybe at mm-hmm. 75%, mm-hmm. but yet that alarm is waking you up. Hey, it's time to go. So now you're operating not at 100%, you know, and, and this is assuming you're getting a good night's sleep, obviously, but, you know, when you have the ability to do so, why not take full advantage in letting your body fully recharge to whatever, whatever percentage that you can get, and then you wake up and you start your day. You start your day fresh. You refreshed and and just it's it's a different mindset. My my days now when I get full sleep, full good sleep, are dramatically different from the from the days when when I was having to get up at you know four or five o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning and then work a 12, 12 hour day and then and then get minimum five four and a half five 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 and a half hours of sleep. 
it just uh, it just didn't work well for me. And I did that for a very, very long time. Now when I get sleep, when I have that opportunity, I try to take full advantage of it. What, what do you think you need as a full recharge? Like how many hours is, is it? That's is, the beauty of it. Is it a change for you? For me, yeah. I, I really honestly believe like everyone says, oh, you need eight hours or oh, you need seven hours or oh, you need this. And I think it's, I think it varies. I mean, there are some days you work yourself more strenuous and, and yet your body's going to, it's like, like you your know, phone. Absolutely. Say, yeah, the you, analogy you drain your phone. your phone all day on social media. Right. You're at 5% yeah. and put it on. Rather than you just let your phone kind of go and you go exactly. easy, yeah. you have more charge. You can go through Right. It. Oh. So there are some days where maybe, hey, you might need eight hours, you know, you, you let your body get that. But then there's maybe some days when, you know, you only need six hours. Or maybe there's some days where obviously you got so much on your mind, you know, that you, your body just doesn't let you get that much sleep. But whatever it is, in my opinion, it should be woken up naturally, mm. you know. Let your body wake up naturally when 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 it says, okay, hey, it's time to get up. We rarely give up. I don't give my body that luxury, man. I feel bad. Like I have my alarm set at 5.45 every day. Sure. Right? Yep. And yep. It's, it's funny because in the bullet journal, you're also talking about you rewinding your day. Yeah. I recalled it. I, re- I, 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 I adopted it and yeah. I'm subscribing to, I call it a rewind and replay. Sure. So I rewound the whole day like you said yep. you do. And I every single day it starts alarm five forty five. Yeah, so it starts the next line <laughs> yeah. is six thirty out yeah. of bed. You right. know, so it's like I start. I want to see the patterns of my life by yeah. writing everything down as I recall it throughout sure. the day, like you do in the in, the, in the bullet journal. It's very nice and structured that way. Because I also have an issue with with memory. Yeah. Memory's been something I've been trying to work on because there's so many times, dude. Like you're just saying, things pass so fast. Sure, and I'm so overloaded yep. that it's hard for me to recall what the hell just happened all day. Yeah. And then if you, and what we were talking about, if you make little bullet points, if you mm-hmm. actually can really kind of, kind of put substance to your day as it already happened, yeah. then you can, it, it makes, it makes that day actually seem like it was longer or more fulfilled, giving yourselves also to the luxury of being able to see the gratitudes that day, sure. the people you talk to, the things that you accomplished, yeah. that those things are really important. Yeah. So with, with, with the first thing on my list is that wake up, yeah. though, it's 545, I get out at 630 and then I get mad at myself. If I if I sleep till seven today, I got up at what was it? Eight, it was maybe eight o'clock, mm-hmm. and it was kind of cool because like it was different because it, it's different if I'm with somebody. Like my girlfriend slept over last night. Yeah. So I like those times because it gives me it gives me the way to just say relax for today. Sure. You know, yeah. you got somebody else here. Calm down. They're, yes. not, they're you're not they're not on your time, and right. it gives me the sense to just say don't like when I have my son. I like it because it allows me to stop. And watch TV or watch a movie mm-hmm. with him or play Legos. It allows me to stop and live not so structured. Yeah. And I enjoy that. So, I, but I've never taken a whole Sunday off. Well, you I, know, again, you know, the, the idea, and, and I think we're very similar in this way where, you know, you're trying to be intentional with your day. You're trying to be intentional so you can be the most productive. But you're, you're in, in, I think that you, per, you get value out of that. Like there's, there's value in, and, and being productive because you're accomplishing Why is something. That, though? Why, Why I, as an adult, we feel so, like my, my weekend mm-hmm. really depends on how much I got done that day. Right, yeah. It's always, how was your weekend? Oh, it's good, man. I did landscaping. Like, that's my conversation. I landscaped. I cleaned mm-hmm. the house. Yeah. I, I, made a, I made a gate, whatever you had. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you feel much better yeah. about yourself. When, when you were kids, would you do all that? No, I mean, we sit down, played video games, and yeah. did nothing. Okay. I, I, I heard, you know, and, and this is from one of, one of the Sundays where – uh, it was, I don't know if you ever listened to like Tony Robbins. Yeah. Uh, okay. So one of the things that he says that gives us the most fulfillment as humans is progress. Mm. So if you're progressing, 
then you're getting fulfillment, right? You're progressing in your relationship. You're progressing on your home, which obviously you did a fantastic job with your kitchen. Thank you. Thank you. you know, and, 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 and you think about that feeling you got when you, when you accomplished this, right? Oh yeah, dude. There was a huge sense of accomplishment. There was a huge sense of gratitude. Like, Hey, like, look at, look at what the hell I did. Yeah. I, like we did this. It was and, cool because when I did my kitchen, it almost allowed me at that point to level up. Sure. It's almost, it's like I had a ceiling and my ceiling was like, the restraint that the, the kitchen outdated was mm-hmm. giving me, like it felt like I was, I wasn't living, like everything wasn't level to where my life should be. Sure. Like, you know, pay went up, this went up, you know, my life changed in such a way and I want more people around. So this yep. house, you know, having a nice house allows a better gathering place for people to come over and feels more pride. Sure. But in doing my kitchen, I felt like I created a new, like I busted through a ceiling and I created mm-hmm. a new floor. Yeah. So now it made me like advance other things in my life. Because well, now it's a challenge. It was a challenge, right? It was something a lot. That, yeah, it was something that you don't normally do day in and day out, right? This isn't your profession. Mm-mm. It was a challenge. It was a challenge out of your comfort zone, and and you, yeah, and you obviously had a tremendous amount of progress, yeah. uh, and therefore you got a, a, a tremendous amount of fulfillment out of it. Hell of an accomplishment. So I mean, yeah. and and we're that way, and I think that it all depends on what you value. So I mean, if you value family time, let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, you like you want to you want to strengthen the relationship with you and your son, or you want to strengthen the relationship mm-hmm. with you and your girlfriend, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that could be something as simple as you know, like I remember growing up as a kid, uh, some of the best times was you know my dad and I would uh, spend time on like a Saturday Sunday morning watching WWF wrestling. Oh my god, hacksaw Jim Duggan, right? Rick Flair, exactly, right? <laughs> you know, um, or we used to watch the Three Stooges together. You know, a lot of times my mom had to work on the weekends, uh, not every weekend, but uh, you know, um, I really cherish the times that I was with my dad when I was really a young boy and, and, and that's all we did. And, and for me now, I'm, you know, older, like I still cherish those memories of like when we did nothing, it was just him and I, and we just watched TV and we would make breakfast or whatever. And we would watch the three stooges mm. and just laugh, you know, so, and that's just, so I think that it depends on, you know, you, you choosing to do things because they value or they bring, they bring value to your life. So and that's why we want to be intent. We're being intentional with our time. We're being intentional with our actions because whatever we're doing, whatever we're working towards is what, what we value. And I think as you're working on them, you find out more and more what you do value. Because yeah, I think with that changes, our values changes of what I wanted when I was, you know, 17, 18, what I want now, what's important. Totally. You know, when you look at kids like you just said, and I have a son so I can relate, I went through the five love languages with him. Because I wanted to figure out, dude, what works, man? If I give you a gift over telling you you're a good boy, what do you sure, want yeah. more? Do you want to be like, you're awesome, great yeah. hair, man. You did great on that. Yeah. Your voice is really good when you sing. Do you want that or do you want me to buy you like Pokemon cards? Yeah. Like a new Nerf gun. He's or that like, badass, uh, badass uh, Thanos glove. Yeah. He, whatever it would be. Yeah. He, would t- he, he then told me I want to be called a good boy. Like mm-hmm. he wanted, you know, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation, yeah. And then when I got to it, I basically kept on doing that. All right, mm-hmm. we want words of affirmation or you want me to like do things for you, like, you know, clean up your room or, mm-hmm. you know, do that for you. He's like, no, I want words of affirmation. So I kept on doing this process of elimination and found mm-hmm. out his top one, quality time. Quality time. How it's about just, that? Yeah. It, just for a kid, it's really, and I think it actually, for people that really care about, they have a different sense of things. A lot of times I think that the quality time is probably the most, like, it, it seems to be very popular mostly mm-hmm. with kids. And in, in a lot of relationships that I've seen now, things are switching from in an adult world where your needs are different. Sure. Like, what are you, are you all about sex? Are you all about, you know, trying to like, you know, feel important, mm-hmm. feel like significant. A lot of people just want to just like I just want to spend time with you. Yeah, like they just shut everything off. Like me, just sitting on the couch and even watching a movie. That's still quality time alone mm-hmm. sometimes too with somebody. But you have to find out what does quality time mean for you. Yeah, right. Because everyone's shutting everything off yeah. and we talk. 
Yep. Or it's quality time sitting, you know, sitting and watching a movie, just mm-hmm. being present with each other. So I think it it, it varies, and and that's why obviously it, that's become such a a popular book and such a popular thing because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. You know what one person you know uh, gets out of a relationship or your needs in a relationship is what another person might not need or want. So you go from one relationship to the next, and whether it's a friend or a lover or you yeah. know whatever, you know they they might have different needs and they might have different expectations from you. Uh, you know being in the relationship, so. Finding that out, I think, only only strengthens your relationship more. What's your stand on relationships now? Like, um, you single? Yeah, I'm single. Okay, so you're single. How long? Uh, for a while now, yeah. A couple of years? Uh, yeah, I went through kind of like a bad relationship. Uh, not a bad relationship, but just uh, an emotional one. Yeah. And and so then, you know, that was kind of was probably a year and a half, two years ago now. The most significant hurt, like the most significant, like uh, kind of ups and downs. Was this the last? Was the last one the most significant one? Like a really powerful one? It either hurt real bad or yeah, okay, definitely one, yeah. Out of all one. the relationships that I've been in, this one was the most significant. Like we were engaged, you know. Oh, you were, oh. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was big, and obviously it was a it was a big kind of like you know turning point. And for me, I mean, I'm not the same man that I was then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like when you're going through it, it sucks. It it, it sucks more than anything. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, you know, down the road, and this and this is part of the reason why, because I get asked this question a lot, you know, uh, you know, I, I get people you know, like trying to set me up, you know, and just you know, hey, my sister, hey, my dude, friend, man, you got hair, yeah, right? you got really good, hair. you got a beard, man, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but I think what what happened and what I needed was I needed time to figure me out. I needed time to 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 kind of get in touch with who I am, what I want, um, and. Um, and so, you know, again, I, I say that hindsight's twenty twenty. When, uh, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you think you want and need something, but then as time goes on, you more or less realize, hey, you know what? That may have been pain may have been the greatest gift that you ever got, mm. and because it forced me to grow, it forced me to think, and it forced me to to level up, like mm. what you said before, where you know what I'm. I didn't want to be that person anymore. And and if I would have stayed with that person, I would probably still continue to be that person. And I'm much more happier with the person that I have become. Um, one of my favorite sayings uh, that, I, that I tell myself is that, you know, I'm, I'm not the man that I am because I'm still becoming, mm. you know, it's like, it's like, I'm always on, like, I'm always trying to be the next, not, not, not trying to be the next, but I, I, I love growing. I love, I love challenging myself. Uh, I, I don't want to be the same person I was, you know, a year, a year ago. I want to, I want to try and be better, you do, know? Do you ever ask yourself like in a current moment, what sometimes it, it's hard to do, but if you reflect in a very moment of like, what would the future me think about what I'm doing right now? Sure. Or what, what would the future me do with this situation? Sure. Like if I'm, if I'm, you know, in a mix of something that I know is pretty impactful where there's like a fork in the road where, you know, you can act either way. Mm-hmm. What would the future mean? What alignment do will that will that like? I think there's a GPS on what you really want to be. I think you intentionally set out there what who you think you want to be and who sure. you are at, at its core. And I think that GPS is literally like, and that's the way I kind of relate to it. You set a GPS as a destination. Yeah. So every every yes or no or occurrence in your life takes you on a different path. You can either you save more time to get your destination mm-hmm. or now recalculating, now finding out how to get back and it's a longer and it's a, maybe a more bumpy road. It's not like the more clear road, the more visual road. So in a lot of times, do you ever, do you ever look in those moments and say like, say that, like reflect, like this is who I want to be? Do you know that end goal of who you want to be? Have you already put that out and 
Is it, are those gears for you to look into when you're when you're doing your Sunday and your long time? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, I, I would say it, it, it kind of goes back again to another favorite saying of mine, which is, you know, uh, the goal of life should not be to find yourself. Mm. Instead, the goal of life should be to create yourself. And whatever that means to you. I mean, everyone has their own their own vision, their own, you know, idea of what they want to be, who they want to be. And I think that that's part of growth. It's, it's realizing, you know what, Hey, you know, you have a friend that, that has a certain characteristic and you're like, man, you know what? Mm. I wish, mm. I wish I like, maybe like for me being punctual, like, yeah. you know, uh, even like right now, I mean, even today, right. I mean, a right? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, that, that's one thing where, you know, uh, you know, for, for those that, uh, that are extremely punctual, that's, that's a, a characteristic, you know, where I was like, I, I, I would want to you know, be more like that. Yeah. And there's certain things that I think that you see in other people, certain traits where you say, you know what, I, I, I want a little bit of that. And that was kind of similar to teaching. Um, one, this was an old guy uh, when I first started teaching. And one of the lessons he gave me was, you know, be unique, be your own, but don't be afraid to take things from, from others. Mm. And it may be how somebody communicates and maybe, you know, um, and maybe, you know, their professional, you know, attire, maybe, maybe, maybe they Wait, dress a certain way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, their mannerisms, maybe it would be, you know, how they say certain things, or maybe it would be how they taught a specific type of lesson. Maybe you take, you know, and you take little bits of pieces and, and you just kind of mesh them into your own and you still, you're still unique. You're still yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, you're still your, your own person, but yet, you know, you just kind of, you take bits and pieces of things throughout life and through different people that you admire and, and then you just kind of grow to that. So, I mean, to kind of get back to what you, what you were saying, you know, I, yeah, I have an idea of, you know, kind of like where I'm going and what I'm doing and, and, you know, every decision that I make, I try to make more or less, it gets me closer to that. Sure. Most times, you know, I fail, but, but, but yet that doesn't mean that, you know, I stop, I stop striving. That doesn't mean that I'm not, not continuing to try and reach for that, that constantly recalibrating. Okay. That didn't work. All right. And I need to shift a little bit this way. Totally. So it's funny what you said, because I think being self-aware is extremely important. And these times reflect when you're by yourself, you're doing all your thing. You're actually just looking at things like, okay, if I'm mad at somebody because they're not punctual or they're not mm-hmm. sometimes that's saying something about who you don't like in yourself that totally. you see in somebody else sure so by using other it's not using but utilizing i think each other is a very important way that we, we're asking each other for directions sure you're in a town you know this town you know how to be punk you know how to be like yep. you know structured mm-hmm. let me ask you for directions how to get through this town yep. you know not trying to do it myself because i can be you know going all down the back roads i couldn't get me the right there the fastest sure so even with those being self-aware like recently I think you're right on creating yourself and knowing what you want to be. You look and by using your resources, like right now, I knew that like, okay, I have a new kitchen. I have a new house. So I'm trying to level up. And in leveling up, the person that I need to be for that is I need to be someone that's tidy. I need to be someone that's organized. I need to, because I want this place to look nice, you know, like show ready. When you, when, when it, every time I walk in the house, I know how that feels. Sure. So I started reading a book about how to tidy up. Oh, you know what's funny? Uh, God, what is her name? You know what I'm the, talking about? The Japanese, Japanese girl. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, yeah. you know about this. Well, well because I, I if, if I'm not mistaken, I actually bought that book uh, on my iPad like a year ago. And then, and then you know, she's been on, you know, like USA Today. I don't know who like, she was. So yeah, so, and, and believe it or not, do you have Netflix? Uh, yes. She has a Netflix show. Get and it's, and it's a whole season I of... I watch it. Yeah. 
It's so, so good. Man. It's so good. It's, it's so good. stupid. It's like, cause she was right by saying like, we're not taught how to tidy up. I was never taught. I was, you know, you can teach me how to cook. You yeah, know, yeah. Do this, do that. Here's yeah. how to use the eggs, scramble, whatever. Yeah. No one ever told you when you clean. First mm-hmm. thing you have to do is you don't do it in Gordon's the rooms because you have many different things in, in every room that are the same nature. Right. Like you have clothes in each room. You have this. So you, yeah. she's like, don't do that because then you end up in that way where you like you do one thing and as you're going to do the laundry, you realize, oh, the floors are dirty as you're picking up the floor, as sure. you're picking up the clothes. Now you got to do the floor and then you realize, oh, no, before I get the mop, Oh, this I gotta sweep. You keep on going these round and rounds, but yeah. you do one thing at a time. I tried it yesterday, and just you go in the house and you just do one subject at a time. Right. You come in here and you just do the complete trash out. Yep. You grab a bag, you trash out as many things as you possibly can. Then you work on one thing. All right, all clothes. I'm just gonna find all my clothes and put them that are dirty or whatever, and there organize them. Done. Then books. Then like stuff to be re- you know put in the right rooms, and you just do it in sections like that, dude. Cleaning actually felt really good because it was structured. There's back to the structure. It wasn't jumping all around. It was just one thing at a time. And that's one thing now, just like making my bed. Making my bed is something that I, I'm watching some video about how making a bed makes you feel better. The Admiral? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. yeah. Admiral, um, I forget his name, but I'm, but yeah, and, and he even has a book about making your bed. It's the stupidest thing. But, but yet. After doing it for so many times, I'm now a person that makes their bed. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Like, I don't care. I don't get out of my house mm-hmm. until that bed's made. Yeah. And that's just who I am. I created that. So now I'm creating tidiness in my life. Created that. Now what's next? Boom. And then I focus on a different subject. And then I focus on a different subject. Speed reading or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever I want to be, it's yeah. really just we're creating ourselves one task at a time, one yeah. characteristic at a time, knowing who, and I think, you, like, even like you and I connecting. Mm-hmm. For you know, you're always cool and like whatever interaction we had at the gym and all that kind of stuff. You're just a cool dude, you know. But when whatever you were doing, um, float tank. Yes. You doing the float tank was me kind of being like, mm, all right, cool. Let's talk a little bit further because I did it twice mm-hmm. and you did it. And just like you were saying with like how everything, like the moments grab, like you let you you have this release. Yeah. And you just and as soon as you have a you know this surrender to just say whatever, just flow the way you're flowing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to even control any thought. It's hard to get there. Once you do, you start seeing the thoughts go by. And then if you just let them go, the clouds go by, then I think everything really comes exposed and you get this like, and like we both had the same experience of like, I'm sitting there, complete darkness, you're in a pod. The water is at the same exact temperature as your body. And then you can't feel your body. So you're 100% consciousness only. Cause that's, you got nothing else at that moment. You don't know the difference. Yep. And when you're in a complete darkness, I started seeing like you did. Like I saw we seeing like this, um, it felt like, like a light or an energy, I kind of want to call it a light, came together and went straight up. It's like weird. It just came from like my body up. It looked like that's the only way I can explain it. Like it was just leaving my body, going somewhere up. So I felt that was like a connection. Like I'm now I'm like picking up Wi-Fi. So I'm like on, I'm on whatever, whatever powers Wi-Fi. Yep. And I'm like, and then I started seeing pictures. I started seeing these little dream states. I started seeing like clear as a dream. It's images. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Like a whole movie. Yep. And I was just like, but then I blinked and I'm like, my fucking eyes are open, man. It was so surreal, but it allowed, just like you said, it's just a time to let your body do what it never does and just surrender for once. Don't, don't be at like, don't catch on to every single thing that's passing. Yeah. Let it pass and just, you know, don't analyze it Yeah. because there's something deeper when you let that happen and the static clears that allows you to be free that I'm sure that I'm sure that this, that Sunday allows you to do it. As soon as you just let things come as they go. You can then just 
catch on to something like you do. Like you have inspiration. Okay, now I want to go through this article or do this. And you're learning things at that point. I think that's the best part about it. You're learning things on every single point because there's a lot of things during the week that I end up catching on to. I don't write them down and I just leave them. Right. So I don't, I don't ever really. So that thought was just like, maybe it might come back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But that could have been the thought that I need. Yeah. Like, who knows? Like, that static coming around. I, I, I don't know. Well, I knew you and I were going to connect uh, with – I actually watched one of your Instagram stories, and you were actually in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, John the Dickinson. Yes. And you were out walking. And you mm-hmm. were just walking, and you had uh, – I think you had mentioned, you know, like you bring your journal out there, and, and you write, and you know, it's kind of a way for you to kind of, you know, just kind of shut down a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, reconnect, you know, and just, you know, do your thing. Yeah. And I was like – that's different because not 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 everyone thinks like that. And I knew that, you know, I have similarities in that. And I was like, you know what? I think Chris and I are going to, you know, connect yeah. on something else here, you know, in the future. And I got to talk to him more about that. And it was just so funny that obviously we both experienced the uh, float tank, uh, you know, and it was that, that same, you know, very similar thing where um, it took me a very long time to get to that state. And, and you don't, you, you have no concept of time when you're in there. Mm. Uh, but yet it is pitch black and I made the very rookie mistake by, you know, lifting up my hand and trying to, to, to like flash my hand in front of my face to see if I can even see my hand. Well, the water is so salty that it dripped into my eye and, and I've got the stingy, you know, stinging thing going on in my eye. So I have to blindly find this, you know, water container that they give you while you're in there, uh, to, to splash, I have to first wash off my hand, then squirt it in my eye, and then rub my eye out. And it's this whole process that kind of you know took me out of it for a little yeah. bit. But uh, you know, once I started to get back into it, and again, you can't feel your body because the water temperature is the exact same uh, as as your body. So, and you're just floating, and and the the way that I kind of explained it was uh, when I was younger, we had these things. I think they were called uh, View Sonics. And it was like this thing that you you put this cartridge in and it had these uh, pictures in it. And you would click the button on the side of the device and it would go to the next screen. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what was happening. It was almost like my the front of my eyelids or the back of my eyelids, obviously, uh, were, were was playing a movie. It was playing that that kind of that view sonic where I would just have these images um, of just the, the most randomness things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw that, that kind of that light, what you described where for a little bit before I got into that deep state, um, I, the way that I looked at it was, or the way that I, I kind of more or less, um, thought about it was more or less, I'm at the bottom of a tunnel and, mm-hmm. or I'm at the bottom, like a well, and the light is, is more or less me getting out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and, and for whatever reason that, that light was just, kind of me trying to get out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, it was weird that we both had that same kind of vision. Uh, and, and yeah, but I mean, I know for me, my, my first experience was, uh, was a good one, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I look forward to going back and doing it again. I think you can go for longer. There's people that go there overnight. I heard there's no did way. You hear about okay. Now I went there cause I was, I also have plans. Like my dad's coming down from Jersey and also my brother, um, he lives in Florida, but he's going to be visiting a lot more when my dad's staying at my house. But I have a plan for them too that I want all three of us go at the same time and then right afterwards, you know, go on a podcast and really try to like uncover what, what we went through. And they, um, well, when I was making an appointment on my last time, she was saying that some people pay to go overnight. 
No way. You sit there and you sleep. You use that little, there's a flotation thing yep. I think you put over your neck. Yep. I don't know if I used it or not. I can't remember. I don't think I did. But when uh, uh, you can go all night, just imagine what you can do. And all. Like, I think a lot of people don't want to do it because I think a lot of people are scared of what their alone solitude will do to them. Because yep. I think someone, like a lot of people's minds are very scary. Sure. Hence, you know, taking drugs and doing all that, or finding things to distract them. Because I think you leave them too long with everything that's happened in their past, the things that they're trying to forget, you know, being raped or whatever when they were kids. Or sure. How they had to get beat beat and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of things, you know, people that are dealing with things. Yeah. So for for most people, I think it might, it, when you get to that state where you allow it to just be, that's what I, I it only happened. The visions only happen when I allowed it to be. Well, it's like it, the word you said, you, you use the, the specific word that, that I really like, and you said surrender, because mm. I think that's what you're doing. When you totally surrender and and you you don't necessarily think about the future or the past, you're just more or less present. Mm-hmm. It, it, it that's that's kind of where where I felt where like you know I wasn't I wasn't thinking about the future. I wasn't thinking about the past. It was just it was just black for the longest time. And there was even a time when I was like. Did he forget about me? Like, am I? Have I been in here for hours? Like, did he leave? Because there was, I was the only one in there. I was the last person in there. I was the last appointment, and I did that on purpose because I wanted to. I wanted to see what it was like, and and I made myself the appointment to be the last appointment of the day. So I wanted to go in. I wanted to be the last appointment, and and I wanted to see how it affected the way that, that I slept. And I don't know if you experienced that, but my sleep was amazing. I don't know if I slept. I can't. Because it was so weird for me. No, 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 sleep at night. Not, not, oh, not sorry. Okay, okay. I don't know if I was awake or not. Man. Yeah. My eyes are closed open. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't keep a conscious mind on how I would sleep. Mm-hmm. So I could have slept very good or not. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have it very, I don't know. I never paid attention to how I would sleep actually. So I couldn't tell you. So for me, one of the reasons why I wanted to try it was very similar to what we talked about earlier, which was like, you know, you, you, you keep your that pen and pad handy to take that mental dump. You 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 get rid of everything that's in on your mind and you put it on paper and that way it's more or less getting rid of those thoughts so you're not consumed by them, right? Because I think when we get consumed by so many thoughts, it creates anxiety, it create it's possible that it could create depression, okay. whether you're thinking about the future or the past. Um and uh, and getting those thoughts out on paper, it just more or less rids your body of them, rids your mind of them. So, and that's the way I felt like that's what I was hoping that that floating was going to do. It was just going to let me surrender, get all get all my thoughts out, you know, just kind of get rid of everything, and then and that way, you know, my sleep would be even deeper. Mm. And 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 I, and for for that first time, I don't know if it'll be like that every time. But that's what I experienced. That's that's the experience that I had, not only while I was floating, uh, but yet when I was done, and uh, you know, when I went home and I didn't do anything else, uh, I, I went to bed and 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 I slept great. I slept amazing. I would imagine. Yeah. It, 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 taking over your another thing you said where you rewind your day and you think about everything. Sure. I started doing that in my journal, that bullet journal, um, same one you have, and. I started doing every every out as many things as I can remember. It was an hour as possible, but it was just like, you know, I'd go to a block and I'd say all the things that happened within that block. But at the very end, after after repeating my whole day, which is really nice because you start to remember, oh, I did have a conversation. I got that new client today. You know, she said she wasn't gonna she said she was gonna use us and she mm-hmm. sent her first order in or whatever. Whatever I'm doing at work or whatever I end up in accomplishments I write down. But another really key that I've been adding to that is after I go over my whole day that I did, I go over 
I go over projection of tomorrow. Sure. And then I'll go over, okay, what do I have going on tomorrow? I have X, Y, and Z. I got this disappointment. I got that. I got that. What do I need for that? Kyler's got this when he has to do that. So I start thinking about everything I have in a brain dump. I put down all the stuff I have. And I start gearing my next day already up because I know once you – a lot of times in waking up and staying in bed is just like, all right, what do I got to do? I got What am I wearing today? You know, you just go through all this like garbage in your head. It really prevents you from even moving forward because it's so, so overwhelming. Totally. But if I already have a direction, I know – if I already try to think, what am I going to wear tomorrow? I'm going to wear those fucking pants with the purple. Okay, I'm going to do that. All right. Oh, what am I going to eat tomorrow? Eggs, egg sandwich would be good. And you start going over that kind of stuff. You already get rid of all that stress totally. that you would have when you wake up. And that helps me. I never really have a problem with sleeping. That's something I'm very fortunate about. But that helps me gear my next morning. Something like that really helps me set the tone and gets inertia already going. So it's already so it's not, I don't have to start cold. I already know what I'm what I'm wearing. I already know what I'm and I look at it again in the morning. And look at the bullet points I made the next day and say, okay, so what I gotta do is I gotta do that, 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 that. that's what I got. Okay, I gotta make sure I send that email. So I, I already have my so I don't have to worry about it anymore. You just for some reason knowing what you're gonna wear the next day helps my morning. I don't know what the hell it is, but those little tiny projections of, of how you want the next day to go make the difference in your morning. It it, it kind of goes back to being intentional, right? It's like if I wake up, it, I, I want to wake up and I want to I want to conquer the day. Yeah. And the only way that I can do that is with intention, right? Mm. So, and the best way to do that is by getting rid of thoughts, so to speak. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm getting up and I'm, I'm going right into action, mm. right? Okay, it's like, okay, I have my clothes laid out. I've got my food, you know, prepped. Um, I have, you know, kind of a, a small list of things that I try to accomplish, you know, in the morning, whether that be to meditate or whether it be to get some exercise in, uh, rehydrate, you know, all the things that everyone's talking about, you mm -hmm. know, uh, but yet you're, you are now living with intent. You are, you are being purposeful with your day. You're not trying to more or less do that in the morning because again, you're doing it the night before. Um, and, and, and what you were talking about with what I like to do where I like to kind of rewind my day. Mm -hmm. I got that because I suck at reading comprehension. I am awful. So what was happening was is like I would read something and I'd be like, what the hell did I just read? Like what the hell did I just read? I have no idea. I, I remember like, you know, a couple sentences. So it, it's weird though. I want to continue. I have a, a shit ton of books. If you look all around my house, I have books just laid all yeah. over the place. Yeah. I've read them all. Yeah. But I get, it, I get one, but the thing is, I don't know, there's like, if you tell me about a book, I'll, I'll read 200 pages and sure. only really have like one thing that I really learned sure, from that book. Sure, sure. The power of now, really just be present. And sure. Then, you know, like I've read all that shit, but yeah. I only keep like one or two things that I remember in the book. But I think that I absorb it because there's this one book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie, yeah. I've read that so many times, but mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you what I wrote. But when I read it after a period, like you had the period after, like you're, you've are you been strong in, in your um your self-development kind of in the last yeah. like, two years, one and a half years. Oh, even longer than that. Longer yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah. I'm kind of, usually after a relationship with mine, five mm -hmm. years after a relationship caused me to do this and sometimes yeah. it has the power to do that. But when I read that book so many different times and I reviewed it and I read it again recently, I'm like, Oh, I do that. Oh, I already do that. Mm -hmm. I already do. It's like I absorb that book. Yep. Without being like really like I don't know ex like really absorb like I don't know what I absorbed, but I, I for sure have a cognitive understanding yeah. about it, and it imprinted in me somehow. I think that every day you you have to fill your cup, 
And depending, it, you, you have to be careful with how you fill your cup, mm. right? And what I mean by that is like, uh, you know, if your goal is to be more productive or be happier or be more present in your relationships or or whatever it is that, that you want to, to do better at, well, if you're spending the majority of your time watching, you know, uh, things that don't align with that, mm. you know, if you're not filling your cup with, with, with majority of those things that, that, that get you closer to that, well, then you, you tend to get further away. A, a, every day, you're either getting closer to what you're trying to accomplish mm. or you're getting further away, right? Mm. If you're trying to be fit, well, then the more decisions that you make about eating healthier, mm -hmm. going to the gym, mm -hmm. you know, uh, being consistent with, you know, with everything that you're doing, you're getting closer to, to, to your goal, right? Being uh -huh. healthier. But if you said, ah, you know what, you know, that, that workout's too hard. Or, you know what, my buddy's not going to go to the gym, so I'm not going to go to the gym. Uh -huh. And you start making these excuses and your decisions change. Well, now you're further away from your goal. Uh -huh. So I, I think that that plays exactly into that, that same thing where, um, I want to live with intent. So I'm making all my decisions more or less based on that, where, where I want to go, where do I want to be and doing those things. And since you're having a Sunday, you kind of get to recalibrate. Am I on course or not? Okay. I'm picking up these couple of things I want to learn. Is that yeah. something that's going towards it away from it? So you're using a lot of that time too. So I would say Monday through Saturday I do. Sunday <laughs> is that day where I'm like, you know, F it. It doesn't know. matter at that point. That day, that, that's that you're getting one inspiration, yeah, you're getting exactly. whatever, free flow. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, you know, but I, I do try to revisit my day. I know we talked about this briefly, but um, I believe everyone should take a halftime, a halftime mm. report, right? This I, I wrote this one down. Yeah. Keep going on that. So the halftime report, like if you think of in sports, like whether it be basketball or NHL or, you know, or, you know, football, uh, you know, we've we got the Super Bowl coming up. It's like, okay, well, you know what? Everyone is going in with a game plan. You're starting your day with a game plan, but yet half the game is over or half the day is over, and then it's time to recalibrate. It's like, okay, it's time to time to look at the footage and see, okay, is is our game plan, is it helping us accomplish, is it helping me accomplish what I need to get done today, or or have I been slacking? Have I have I been lazy? Have I not been, you know, on point? And I think that that's what good teams do. Good teams, you know, in sports are using that halftime productive to say, okay, this is what's working, this is what isn't working, and this is how we're going to adjust. So mm. whether it's in the middle of your week, whether it's in the middle of your day, whether it's in the middle of your month, I think sometimes you just kind of kind of take that halftime report and say, okay, you know what, what's working and what's not working. Mm. Um, what's it? Uh, what's it called uh, um, when you uh, when you do your taxes and 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 they they audit you, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So the okay. way the way that the way that I learned it was you need to be constantly auditing yourself. Yeah. You know, your your practices, your habits, your decisions. Yeah. And and if you're not doing that regularly, then how do you know, you know, if you're getting better or you're getting worse, right? So you have to constantly audit yourself and say, "Okay, you know what? Are the things that I'm doing daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, is it getting me ultimately to where I want to go?" And a lot of that comes back down to your decisions. And if it's not getting you there, then it's time to recalibrate, bro. It's time to time to say, you know what? Like, we need to do different. We need to make different decisions, take different actions, be more productive, or whatever it is, and and move in t with intent towards towards that in that direction. So, and and kind of, you know, with uh, that's what I do with my day. Where, kind of going back to that the reading comprehension thing, it was like, you know, a lot of times I'm always thinking. I know we talked about this, you know, because samely it's like, I'm thinking about next next yeah next but yet 
so few do so few times do we think about okay well what just happened what about now yeah right and so i needed to figure out a way where i can kind of you know revisit everything that's happened throughout the day and what what can i take from that you know what did i learn from today what what am i going to apply to tomorrow what am i going to get rid of for tomorrow did i did I live with intent today? Did I do everything that I said I was going to do? Did I keep all my commitments to myself and to my to my friends and my loved ones or or any anybody that I made a commitment to? And if I didn't, then again, I've revisited it and I'm going to try and make an adjustment for the following day. But we're humans. We're, you know, no one's perfect. And everyone that says they follow their routine and they live with intent every freaking day is an absolute liar. It's hard. Man. It's hard. It's hard. Again. And yeah. And I think that that's why so few, so few people do it because it is hard and, and I don't do it every day, but it is my goal to do that yeah. every day. I strive for that. And that's what I think the recalibration comes to in pitch and sale. It's realizing too, I'm steering off. Okay. I'm yeah. Back. I'm steering off. Absolutely. It's a zigzag. It's yeah. not, it's not a point A, point B straight line. Yeah. We look, we, we do this in a zigzag, like a sailboat, you know, we're trying to figure out and pitch and sail the right way based on the wind that we're encountering. And I think being... And as we're going, and it's just like reading books and doing all that, you're adding, it's like, it's it, like reading books to me has become such a utility, such a resource, because what I feel is you look at someone that took years to write their experiences down. And because of that, they're, you're reading that all within a couple of pages, you know, like 200, whatever pages you're writing. And then you get all of their experience on that. It's just like when someone said it, I forget the guy's name, but he, um, he realized books are maybe like, it's like building an army. Sure. You're building an army on other people's experience, so you can recalibrate, take care of, like. And I love applying what you're able to read, and you gotta like. That's why I kind of, I kind of pitch a sale based on what I'm dealing with at that very moment. And I think that knowing where you're going is extremely important, so that you can use that to be able to kind of like terrain, you know, kind of traverse with. Have you ever heard of the uh, the phrase uh, stand, "standing on the shoulders of giants"? No. So if I'm not mistaken, that was, uh, I believe the, the first person that said it might have been Sir Isaac Newton. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the meaning of it is that you're learning from other people's previous ex experiences, mm -hmm. which is what books are. Like, I mean, whether or not you're not doing an interview, like what, you know, not a, we're, an interview, we're just talking, but I'm saying, unless you're actually physically talking to someone, the best way to learn lessons is through reading. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we get these books and, and I like to say like it's feeding your inner Chepetto. Like if you ever seen the movie Pinocchio, right? Yeah. Chepetto was like your good conscience, mm -hmm. right? It's like, okay, you know what? And that's what you're feeding. You're feeding, you know, your inner Chepetto of of, you know, of whether it be experience experiences or knowledge or, you know, whatever it might be that those books give you, you know? And and those books could be from from a multitude of different things. You can learn so many different lessons, whether it be from Elon Musk or whether it be from Dale Carnegie. Right. Um, or so many different other authors that are out there, or so many different people out there, because right now everyone's an author, yeah. everyone's writing books, and, nice. and that's okay, because you know what, everyone has different experiences, everyone has different lessons that they could, we could all learn from, you know? I think by, by like, like with you, you said that your cognitive understanding, like your comprehension of it, Yeah. like I, I read books all the time. I don't know really. I, I can tell you a couple of things, but that's why I reread the book. Sure. And when you reread a book, it's like watching a movie, like Dumb and Dumber still gets funny to me. Yeah. Different new things come sure. come out that I didn't see the first time. So when I reread, there's a lot of times when I got to reread a book several times. Like one of that, that Derek Carnegie one, the How to Win Friends and Influence People. 
that's escalated me in so many different ways. I have no idea how much of an impact that thing made for me, that setup made for my life because I took what, but I applied it. Yeah. A lot of times, they, like a lot of people aren't like, they maybe it's why are you reading the book? Are you reading the book for, you know, to get to a certain point or are you just reading the book and not taking anything? I think that's another important part too. You got to know what, like for you, what was probably one of the most impactful books? Because I want to go to, because I know I'm very important things. I know a lot of people deal with this too. Relationships. After a big relationship, like for me, like you're in, like your relationship about a year and a half ago, it's very, very significant in the way it felt. I had one a couple years ago, about five years ago, and I was single for about five years. And that sparked a lot of things. As soon as that relationship was done, I, I finally said, because it was significant to me. It hurt. Like it was a relationship that felt a certain way. I think it was the first relationship I really fell in love. I really felt vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I felt like, but I also felt it was so, like it was a lot of counterparts. There was a lot of bad to it that I'm like, I never want this to happen again. So that caused like, this is the last time for me. Mm -hmm. So then I set on a course to make sure that I go to self-development. I read book after book after book. I didn't stop. I became neurotic on it. I became mm -hmm. very obsessed. And for me, the first book that I read was The Power of Now. Have you read that? I have not. Okay. So Eckhart Tolle, or Tolle, I'm going to call it, Eckhart Tolle basically talks about the power of now. It's that exact thing that you're doing on Sundays, exact thing that that people just taking a moment to not be, to, to be present. Because like, when, when you were talking and trying to gain, and trying to find ways to kind of create yourself, I knew that presence wasn't a thing that I had. You would talk to me, dude, for like 30 minutes and I'm just like, what did you say? <laughs> like I'm off in other areas yeah. over yeah. here. Like you sit, it's just like reading a book. You're reading a book and all of a sudden right. you read like, oh, the shaggy dog went to the park. I don't know what the, but yeah. then like in my head as I'm still reading, my eyes are reading. I'm yes. talking about that shaggy dog. Yes. And I'm creating a story sidebar to yeah. the, my, my linear like reading. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what the fuck I just read? Who, like when you drive and you're just like, who the fuck can drive in? Yeah. How the hell am I here? Yeah. So I got so lost. I'm like, I don't even know if I read it or not. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but when, when I tried to just have that, that I don't even know where I was going with that. But when I was trying to have the cognitive understanding. Well, I think you were going to ask me what was the, like the most influential yeah, book. Okay, let's go. What's, what's yeah. the most Because that was something for me. That was yeah. something like, to learn how to be present. That's okay. What I was going with it was this podcast was created because I knew I wanted to be more present with people. Mm-hmm. And I knew presence was something I never had. So sure. what's the one way that I can put myself in a situation where I had to learn presence? Right. A fucking podcast. This, yeah. So like how much of, I lost it for a second there. Like yeah. It's just like if you lose where you're going, that's an art to have to somebody to give. And I think it's one of the biggest gifts you can give someone, especially in a relationship. To give them all of you at that very moment, take the fucking phone away. Totally. But like, hey, tell me what's going on right now and feel you for a second. Like we can't get to the feeling part because we're so over here on something else and i think it takes like going through that like going through an experience of learning to understand yourself going through the experience of like actually becoming in a relationship with yourself and how does it feel not having compassion or empathy for myself mm -hmm. that sucks beating myself up sure. that the negative talk all kinds of but when you start when you start changing you're like oh i just did that because i thought this was the best this was the best route and this was the best decision but that doesn't mean i'm a bad person it's just like what was I, what I was given and what my model of the world reflected in such a way that I should act in this such a way. But that doesn't mean I was a bad person. I just didn't know any better. So like, that's what this was all created. So sometimes, sometimes a discomfort, like we were talking earlier, like, you know, like, he's like, you have a house and you're comfortable in your house, mm -hmm. but you don't like it. 
because you know what's going to happen if you're in that comfort. Yep. You're in that comfort, just like submit to the comfort. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll watch Netflix all day. That's the comfort I'm going to be in right now when, in fact, you should be like, you should be striving to be more. So you want to buy a new house. You want to do something that's going to be a little more comfortable. Sure. So I think with this stuff too, it's like finding what doesn't, finding what makes you uncomfortable, really trying to attack that and try to like really engage in something that you know is going to fully immerse you in what you know you're uncomfortable with. Hence podcast. So what kind of books have you, like, have you read that really just like after a relationship? Let's say after a relationship, because I'm sure that sparked a lot of like, this needs to change. I don't want this anymore. I don't know how your experience was with that relationship, but what happened with steps after the relationship? Because I think that's an important thing that we're doing with every, the, like people, like mm-hmm. going through relationships and I can't stand, I broke up with you, I found someone else next week mm-hmm. and I do up. this is like, where the fuck do you grow? Sure. Where do you grow? Like, you need that time to grow. Like, you, what, what did you do in that relationship the last time? Like, these people aren't, like, reflecting on themselves. Well, I think, uh, like, like a lot of things, um, I, you need time. I mean, and I think that, like, um, it was just one of those things where, you know, if you haven't experienced, like, a tremendous amount of heartbreak, you know, whether it be through a death or through a, rela- a relationship mm-hmm. loss, you know, whatever it might be, you know, um, it's, it's hard to know, you know, what to do or, or, or how to deal with it. But I think first and foremost is, you know, try not to overanalyze it right away. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but what does that cause? That causes overanalyzing cause the beat up to yourself. Yeah, yeah, but I think, I think self-destruction. Yeah. Cause I think one of the first things that people do is like, well, okay, well what happened? You know, what, what caused the relationship to deteriorate? Uh, was it my fault? You know, mm-hmm. what, what was I doing or maybe lack of their doing, uh, that would cause a relationship to, to, you know, to break apart, you know? Uh, so I think a lot of times, you know, you start to ask yourself that question. Um, and then you get to a point where, you know, again, it, it, it took time, but it, you have to, you have to take time in the beginning. And then all of a sudden you go through a, a part where you get to a part where in my, in my experience, I more or less stopped beating myself up like like what like what you were saying and it it was like a switch for me it was like it was like okay you know what it's in the past I'm going to take certain lessons from it I'm going to learn from it and and I'm going to be thankful for that because again who I am today was a growth and a spark from from going through that it's like okay you know what don't 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 not put yourself in an uncomfortable situation or a, a situation that could lead to uncomfortability because it could cause heartache or it could cause stress or it could mm-hmm. cause, you know, whatever. Because I think it's those experiences, it's those things that we go through that help us make us, you know, become who we are. Yeah. And, and, I, and that's only better for your next relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I know whatever relationship I get into in the future, I'm going to be better because of the lessons that I learned, you know, from previous relationships, I, I'm, I'm very selective with my relationships. So, you know, yeah, and what's important to you in relationships? Again, um, are, like, yeah. now, are you selective still in the, like, do you still, like, obviously I'm sure you calibrated from the last relationship you're in and say, I do want that part of it, but I don't want this part sure, of it. Sure. Yeah. What do you think is most important? What, like, what's important to you in a relationship as far as, you know, how the dynamic works or. Yeah, and I think that again, you learn that from previous relationship where you know there were certain things that maybe I, I kind of let slide. Sure. And I think that when you love someone, 
as as much as enough that you want to marry them and you want to spend the rest the rest of your life with and them. And you were engaged. Yeah, you were engaged. yeah but um, you you become blind. Yeah. You become blind to a lot of things, or maybe certain things. You say, you know what, you know what, I, it doesn't really matter. You mm-hmm. know, you know, because as long as we love each other, everything else will fix itself. And yeah, that's great for the movies. But yeah, you know what? <laughs> but real world shit, like I mean, you know. So one of the things that's really important for me is is communication. God, you gotta be you gotta be able to communicate. You gotta be able to talk. You gotta be able to you know, again, just to communicate with one another. You know, if 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 things aren't working out and you are unhappy, don't be afraid to communicate that to your your other. If if you value the relationship enough, then then value that person enough to tell them, hey, you know what? Let's sit down and talk. Let you know, like these are some things that are going on that is like, hey, you know, can we have this this adult conversation, mm-hmm. you know, where we can both become better, you know, and, and strengthen the relationship because of it. And if one person is on board and the other person isn't, then time to cut ties. Yeah. You know, time time to move on. If 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 you're not both both on a growth mindset where you're doing things that that not only help you as an individual grow, but are conducive to making the relationship grow. Then I don't know if the I don't know if that relationship has a future. Mm. You know, there's got to be communication, good communication, in my in my opinion. I think the the communication as well. Like when you said that, it hit the nail on the head. Cause I, I was hoping you were going to say that too, because sure. I want to prove the point that like this is what my experience of of real adult conversations of people that are really self aware and in tune. Mm-hmm. Because a, a lot of times, a lot of people are important with like, oh well, I got to make sure I'm provided with security and comfort mm-hmm. like this. The sex got to be good. But when you when you boil it down to being communication, having the most priority and having the most precedence over everything else, I think just like you just said, it's just like it's allowing that space to like. I think mo- one of the most important things is collapsing like integrity with like morality. Sure, it's that right or wrong to what you just did or said or how I feel yeah. you know I think when you get to that point when you can release that and just listen and what the good time is about your year and a half you your off time you know and your off season and mine is realizing like I made myself really fucking happy in the last couple of years and I didn't need anybody else so well that you, that's it you're right? not responsible for that I get that I love that I, and, and that and that and I love that that you use those words too is that you know uh you are not responsible for the other person's happiness. Hmm. You know, that, that, that is not, that is not your job in the relationship. That doesn't mean that, you know, that if you do things to piss somebody off or if you do things that con- constantly make them unhappy that, you know, the relationship's not going to last that way, but you're not the, you shouldn't be the sole reason of someone's happiness. Cause if you are, that relationship is not going to last. If, if, if that's, if that's what you want, if you want that relationship to last, that relationship is not going to last. Uh, again, in my opinion, it's I I I wanted to to wait to get into a relationship until I knew that again I was happy. Mm. And for a long time, you know, you, you you put on your pants, you put on your shirt, and you walk out the door, and you put a smile on your face, and people think that you, that you're fine. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Deep down inside, you're not. You know, you're, you're, you're going through a struggle and I, and, and every time you leave your house and you see people in public, or you see people in the gym, you've got no idea what struggles they're going through. But, you know, as long as you're happy and you're doing the things that, that make you happy, then you can bring that happiness to the relationship. Yeah. And for me personally, that's what I needed. I needed time to get myself figured out. I needed time to find, find me and to get happy again before I ever wanted to jump back into another relationship. 
But again, I know that whenever that does happen, whenever I meet that person, that, that you know, I'll, the relationship will be better for it. And it's, it's something that I, in my new relationship that I've had now, um, that I have with my girlfriend now, we base everything on communication. Like I, in the term of making a decision, like I want to finally commit to someone, it was based on the fact that like I've had conversations with her in complete vulnerability and had her share with me as well and what she experienced and us connecting on that kind of level. It's just like I wanted a firm mind, you know, yeah. <laughs> for, for once I wanted someone like for their mind and yeah. intelligence and their emotional intelligence sure. and being able to just speak and be completely free and open because I realized, okay, that is that is the open. That's the avenue for yeah. a good conversationalist is someone that can communicate in such a way to just be like, Hey, listen, it's not your fault that I'm like I'm mad because you did something that has nothing to do with you. But let's work out why that made me upset. Like I just want to talk about that. Like what you did. Maybe it's a jealousy thing in me. Maybe I'm just jealous right now. But I want to let you know it's not you, but I am affected by it. It's but it's not anything you did wrong, but it does bother me. And just have that communication and feel okay having that conversation, dude. It's a game changer to what the relationship brings because you feel like you're never like because those little lies that you start accumulating in the beginning of a relationship was like, you know what? I don't have to tell her about that. Mm -hmm. I'm just a little upset. I'm just going to let it go. And it could start out something smaller, like a white line, whatever. But then you're known as someone that can like, oh, I'll tell that just as long as she doesn't get hurt. Sure. And then it starts spawning something that's bigger and bigger, like the patterns I used to go in. But in being completely vulnerable, having communication with somebody and just being able to say like, hey, listen, this is what it is. It's not right or wrong, but I just, this is the way I'm feeling. It's not your fault, but let's just talk about it. I think that's a real basic for people like have a mature conversation, having a mature relationship that's not, it's like, like kind of overshined by other things that go against you. Like if it's like, like if someone's really good in one area but lacks what you really want, like again, the five love languages, you need to be honest with that too. Like this is what really gets me. Don't, don't buy me gifts. That's not going to do anything for me. Mm -hmm. If you buy me a fucking Rolex, I don't give a shit. But if you just want to like, hey, book a trip and we'll go to fucking, you know, we'll go to like Colorado for a ski trip, that means something to me. Sure. That communication too. Yeah. Like what is really important to you? Yeah. What's important to me? Let's work it out like we're partners in business. If we're going to business right now, I'm going to say, all right, dude, what's your strengths? What's your weaknesses? What can I help out with? What can you help out with? What's the customer service problem? You're probably better at dealing with that. I'll let you do it. And just knowing where you stand in the relationship, your strengths and weaknesses and working together to be like, if you don't have that... Typically, I'm a very I like to be a very structured guy. Just so happens my girlfriend can't be on time for anything. It's not her fault, but that's just the way she operates. Yep. So wouldn't it just be life for me to understand that she has something that I have to maybe learn from? Mm -hmm. Patience. Well, yeah. And she can maybe learn from me because I'm structured. She yeah. can learn from me time management. Yeah. And there's something always there, I think, for everybody to gain value to somebody else. And I don't think it's like using other people, but it's like you we're all here, I think, mm -hmm. to help you. Like, if you were a grandmaster plan organizer, you would have to understand that, like, okay, if I created this whole thing, let's just say this is a simulation like The Sims, and I created something, I'd say, okay, well, this avatar, I want to, it wants to, like, it's in its code to be this, this avatar over here. It wants to be that kind of an avatar, okay? So I need to get it to learn certain things, da, 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 da. Like, how would I do that? Okay, I would introduce people in their lives that can teach them stuff because they can't do it normally, inspire them somehow. So I'd, I'd keep on doing this. So I think that everybody in our lives has something to either learn from us or to teach us or something that we can work together to get to the next level. And I think if a partnership isn't there to grow, that there's nothing there for you. Like, I think in any relate, like nowadays, I don't have time for like, are you, are you like in a bright alignment where I'm going? Like, do you have the same kind of values? 
Are you going to kind of help me get to where I'm going? Am I going to help you get to where you're going? Are we going to add value to each other? If not, I don't have time for that. I'll go to somebody else. It's not that you're, you could be like the perfect fit for somebody else, but this isn't really working. I think that with, with where, with where, you know, kind of you and I are uh, at in our lives. I mean, when I was 20 or 25, how old are you now? I'm 38. Okay. So, but when I was 20 or 25, I couldn't give a shit about about those things. I wanted, I was looking for somebody who was hot. Mm-hmm. Like I was uh, like that. Okay, that tell was my it. boys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So, <laughs> but but you know, I think that as as you get older, you, again, you know, through experience, you start to realize those most important things, and and you start to realize, okay, well, you know, these are things that I'm unwilling to compromise on mm-hmm. because a, a big part of relationship is compromise, right? So it's like. Yeah, okay, yeah, maybe, you know, your girlfriend isn't the most, you know, punctual person, right? But she brings you value in so many other areas of your life that it's like, it's like okay, you know what? Uh, we're both on a growth mindset. We both believe that, you know, we're both going to help each other. We're both, you know, positive, you know, with one another. I mean, uh, and, and granted, you need to be, in my opinion, you need to be sexually attracted to your partner too. Mm-hmm. Like there's got to be that physical part passion. as well. There's got to be a passion. But as far as that where... Everything meshes where not only are you physically attracted to that person, uh, you know, but yet obviously intellectually, you know, whether you want to use the word spiritually, but yet, you know, you guys are just in the right mindset and you guys both have a similar outlook on where you want your lives to be. Uh, And if those coincide with one another, then there's obviously there's longevity. Mm -hmm. But if not, then then like you said, it's time to, you know, you might be perfect for someone. It's just probably not me. Right, you, right, but uh, but yeah, I think it's finding those things and 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 knowing yourself, knowing what your, uh, you know, what's on your list of not willing to compromise mm-hmm. on, saying these are the things that are most important. And you talked about the five love love languages. So for me, personally, like touch is important for me, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. So I really don't care about gifts, um, and even quality time yet yeah, is important, but yet. Uh, you know, coming home and 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 you making you know like a, a meal for me. That's already bad for you. Yeah. You know, somebody. I used to have taking your shoes off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I get you, babe. I yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or 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 scratching my back my uh, back while I watch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or like you know while we're watching Netflix or whatever. Like like little things like that are dramatically more important mm. than than gifts or you know or some of the other you know uh, love uh, languages out yeah, there. So positive words of affirmation. And, yeah. I mean, everyone uh, likes to be told you know, hey, you know, you look great, or hey, you yeah. know, you're awesome, or you know, whatever. But but for me personally, it's like, and, it, and those are those things that, again, bring you the most fulfillment in a relationship. And you just got to know yourself well enough, uh, you know, to to say, okay, this is important to me. And again, it goes back to communication where maybe in her previous relationship or his previous relationship, whatever, you know, whatever relationship you're in, but yet, you know, if, if, if your current girlfriend was in a relationship before where... You know, she realized that the more things that she purchased for him, you know, he was, he was loving it. Odds are she's going to take that lesson and apply it to you as well. Mm-hmm. So unless you communicate that with her, like, Hey, you know what? That That's great. But yet, you know, this means more to me, you know, quality time or, you know, or, or whatever it is for you, you know, these things are more important to me and, and figuring out and communicating with her, obviously what is most important with her, then that only strengthens the relationship even more. I think it's a conversation we we don't have enough with each other. We don't sure. want to, we don't want to grab that aspect. We don't think it's important. I guess. And, what and it I is. also think too because it's it's sometimes it's it's an unusual and uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. It can be. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think some people, you know, they, they, they forego the conversation because they're, uh, they're afraid of where it might lead to. Mm-hmm. Because when, like when you, when you, uh, re, when you did your house and all of mm-hmm. a sudden you open up a wall yeah. and you're like, oh shit, like, uh, I, I got more to deal with. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as you have those conversations, you know, sometimes you got to be careful because you you might open up a wall and you might not like what you, you find, you know, you might think everything's great. But then all of a sudden you start getting down to it and you start to realize certain things that maybe you're not or maybe they're not who they ultimately thought or maybe they're not who you thought they ultimately were. Mm. And so I think that a lot of people, they'll just forego it and they'll just, ignorance is bliss, bro. Like, you know, I'll just, I'll sit over here and, you know, we're good and whatever. But I think that if you really want the relationship to last, there's got to be, there's got to be that in there. And the good thing about what we're talking about is the time that you take to reflect. Yeah. Like you took some time. I took some time. When I, the worst thing for me is to realize like I, I do, like when I look at like women and where they've been and where they're going, it's just like, how long was the last relationship? You know, it was just like, oh, it was like a month ago. It's like, oh, you're already looking for another relationship. It's just like, how long do you have to explore what's in you sure. that maybe you did wrong? I think that self-awareness that's not there. It's just like, we should start there. It's like, where did I go that I can fix? Yeah. There's a lot of things that I can't fix. I can't fix the fact that she's just freaking crazy and just mm-hmm. jealous and all that kind of stuff. But what did I do right. to maybe spark those things? Like, where was I in that relationship? Those are the things I need to work on in this time. If you really want something else to last, you need to know where you're going to go. Yeah. So I, I think that that conversation doesn't really have with people because today I'm seeing a lot of people not really taking time to be alone. And that's when I start seeing somebody just like, oh, like I'm getting ready to get out of a relationship that's, that I'm in I don't like. It's like quite perfect. Take your fucking time. Like don't rush into anything else. Don't look for other guys. Don't get on Tinder. Don't get on Bumble. Don't get all the garbage. Yep. That's going to make you feel worse about the opposite sex when you just realize you're just being used and they're talking to 15 other people on the yep. other end. Mm-hmm. Stay off of that. Yep. Take time for yourself. And it really is true. When you're ready, it just like appears. And that's what I've seen in a life. And in terms of like when you start becoming in sync, I guess with like, I guess we'll call it alignment to whatever you're fucking supposed to really be doing. You're acting in such a way that you really want. When I think when you start doing that, there's a vortex that's at play that gives you the things that you need in order to get it. Like I have things in my life that just started happening. Like I need something or I need X amount of dollars. I need this or I need this contact to get a, like a kitchen guy. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, I'll be like, hey, do you need a kitchen guy done? I, I'm look, he's looking for new work. I know you're looking to get some weird ass shit would happen very fast from when I need it or when I like manifest it. So uh, have you ever seen uh, the movie um... – uh, God, what is it? It's with um, the guy from The Office, and it was the sequel to uh, Jim Carrey's. Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's uh, 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 Evan Almighty or yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Evan. Yeah, isn't it? Well, there's Bruce Almighty, but is there? It's, it's. I don't think it's Evan Almighty, but I know what you're talking. You know about. what I'm talking about. Right? The guy's okay. name is Evan Baxter. Or whatever. Uh, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so one of my favorite scenes is actually from that movie, right? And it's when. Um, Again, I'm forgetting uh, the actor's name. Uh, the one uh, he plays God, uh, uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Okay, so uh, he's more or less, uh, or he's a server, mm-hmm. and she's run away from from back, uh, Evan uh, because the they think that he's crazy. He's mm-hmm. you know got the white hair, mm-hmm. long robe, mm-hmm. and he's building you know, yeah, Jesus. right. He's building he's building Noah's Ark. Right? Yeah, he's building yeah, right. Noah's Ark. That's right. So, um, and, uh, she, she more or less is, you know, confiding in him, uh, being the waiter and, 
uh, I don't remember what she says, but his reply is, uh, do you think that God gives you patience or does God put you in a position to where you can be patient? Mm, right? Exactly. So, I mean, and, and I think that it's, um, a lot of that is, it's like, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm kind of losing track of what we were talking about, but it was like, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, how do you, how do you get love or, you know, it's more or less by giving love. Mm. How do you, how do you, how do you get kindness by, by giving kindness? And it, and I think that, you know, so much of like, uh, like I, for instance, I, like there was a girl that, uh, who, uh, I tried to slide into the DMs okay. on Instagram, <laughs> uh, but it was it wasn't so much by the way that she looked, but I mean she was attractive. But what was more attractive was the constant like, you know, positivity that she was putting out in the world. Mm. So that was intoxicating. That was it, it. It was it was like man, it was like all of a sudden you were seeing somebody who was was very just had a very positive mindset, and and I knew that she went through a tough time uh, with a previous relationship. Uh, and, and she just came to a place where she was like, you know what, like, I'm just going to exude positivity. I'm going to put that more out there in the world, kindness, uh, you know, positivity and, and, and so many other good feelers. And, and when I saw that, you would see that on the concert, like not just somebody that did it once in a while, you know, just for the ground, but just that that's where they were. That's, you know, who they, who they were. And I think that that was, you know, an attractive thing. And I think that that so much is that, the more you give of something is the more that you, you receive of something, mm. you know, if does that make sense? You have to practice patience to receive patience. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. So you yeah. Have to practice love to receive it. Yeah. You maybe have to be, instead of having that battle, like, Oh, she needs to do it first before I give it. Yeah. No, if you want like harmony and relationship and communication and dealing with compromise, yeah. you give compromise first, knowing that you're like, it, it, it's a manipulative, it's not a manipulative part, but it's having the edge of knowing like, I know I want more from my husband mm -hmm. or my wife yeah. or my relationship and I want more in this area. Mm -hmm. So let me, because I think a lot of us with love languages, we love in the way that we want to be loved. Yeah. And it will show you like if I'm, if I'm acts of service or if I'm like, if I'm physical touch, I'm going to physical touch the fuck out of mm -hmm. you because I know that's what I want. That's how I receive love. Sure. So I'm going to give you, so it's almost like a, an indication too. If someone's doing something yeah. completely out of bar that doesn't work for you, it's maybe because they want that. <laughs> they, yeah. So using those little, having that acuity sense. So in, in, in understanding that maybe if you want to receive love a certain way, maybe Give it in a certain way, and come. But it goes back to the conversation. Like this is how this is what works for me. Mm -hmm. I'll draw you a map. You can do fifty thousand gifts and do all that, but all you have to do is just one night draw a bath for me. Give me my own day. Just give to take care of the kids. If you give them that roadmap and say that would mean more. To, like you guys are very simple. You just got to give us a fucking map and just tell us where to go or where to right. sign and how yeah. much to pay. We want to just deal with that. We yeah. don't want to deal with all the garbage. Right. So if you give us like, but, but I think that conversation is like, I'll leave clues and try to figure it out, but then wonder why he's not doing what you yeah. want him to do. So just, again, that communication is like, we're adults now. Let's yeah. just like, what works for you? What doesn't? I think that usually men or are kind of put into a category of being poor communicators. Mm. And maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe, maybe that is true. I don't know. I think it is. So, but yet, you know, I think that, you know, we could be better communicators. Um, but yet a lot of times we just don't know what direction to go 
because you know it, it's a constant thing that you would say or you know in my previous experiences like well i'm not a mind reader like T t tell me, you know, what, mm -hmm. what's going on so we can talk about it mm -hmm. and then we can work mm -hmm. on it. Like, I, I don't know what's going on unless, you know, unless it's, it's come to the for the, the, the front of the, mm -hmm. you know, the room and saying, okay, you know what? Like, this is what's going on. This is what's bothering me, blah, blah, blah. And then you get it out and all of a sudden you talk about it. But I think that we could be better communicators if we knew what was going on. And, and sometimes maybe that comes from the woman, if, if they're the ultimate ones that are unhappy, or obviously if you're in, in the situation where the man is unhappy, if the man is unhappy, they've got to be strong enough and have enough courage to be able to talk to the, the woman uh, and say, you know what, these are things that are important to me. These are things that, you know, I would love to uh, us do better at, or maybe us talk about more, or things that are important to me. And that just way that, again, everybody's on the same page. And the perfect thing is, I've read a book called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Have you read My it? My best friend's wife tried to get me to uh, read that it. book. Is it good? This is what you're talking about because what I what I believe is, and this is going to get maybe some controversy here, but <laughs> I actually believe that the world is realizing femininity and accepting femininity to the point where it's like, it's not becoming in a masculine world realizing like, okay, wars aren't fucking doing it. Nothing's doing it, but maybe like getting in touch with the feminine side of things and learn how to communicate is like the new thing. Mm -hmm. And the women are from Mars, men are wait, men are from Mars, women are from Venus is is describing the fact that we are two different species. We are we want to we want to figure out a problem. We want to solve it. That's what we want to do as men. Totally. We have an issue. How do we fucking fix it? Not why is that? How do we fix it? We don't get too much involved. In, but women are very like detail oriented, emotionally oriented, all of that. So. When a woman comes to us and say, I just can't stand my boss, he's mad at me all the time, and blah, 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 our first advice is, let's look for a new job. Then they come back and say, you're not listening to me, you're not paying attention, they just want to be felt. It's what a woman wants, it's just to be felt. And it's misunderstood from a man to a woman to understand what a man and a woman need based on the opposite sex of what they're asking for. Men, sometimes we will, in a fight or in an argument, we'll go into our cave, is that the book calls it, and we'll deal with our problem by ourselves. And we'll come out like nothing ever happened. Hey, how are you? Good. We're good now. But it's just like for us to be in it, like to understand that a woman needs more than that. More he's like, listen, I need to go be alone right now, but I will be back and we'll talk about it. Like the security knowing of what a woman wants. A woman wants to be felt and understood and, and, and loved and appreciated. So in giving and knowing how to communicate with these, knowing that there's two different dynamics here, two different species, Mandarin versus Chinese versus uh uh, Mandarin versus uh, Italian. It's completely different languages. And we, the way we communicate, we have to understand each other. It's like what we're saying. What do we really mean? Men are very direct. And what we say is what we mean. Women say things and leave clues. And we have to figure it out. When we don't figure it out, we're not listening. We're not paying attention. We're not the right fit. Because we don't, we're not just there to hear them. They want to think, look, we're there to solve their problem. And when we try to solve it, we're not listening because we're not just hearing them and feeling them. So, I think that the world today is going more of a shift of being feminine. Like, I think that, like, men want to be women. There's a lot of transsexuals, a lot of transgenders, a lot of all this. And I think that women are, women are starting to get a lot more power, I think, in, in the world. And I love it. I think women, honestly, they make all the humans. I think that women should be in power. Like, I'd love, you know, if you think about, like, Ellen DeGeneres running this world. Like, what would the world be? You know, it should be like a fun, like, if you look at that, you know, fantasy. Right. If you yeah. look at that. Like, you know, that having that woman power, like, 
and then now shifting that to realize that like men are now trying to like understand like how do we fucking communicate with this species and we're trying to now be more feminine we're trying to like we're having a conversation about communication that would never happen 50 years 60 years ago yeah no power what are you talking about put that woman in line what are you talking about don't let me tell her twice Mm -hmm. you have a black eye but now we're like communication is the most important so there's really a shift here that we have to understand as species that we're two different people and we're wanting two different things but if you don't communicate and realize like and they don't get to a point of what is and what's so and what people want what the other sex wants the other party wants we should say then you're really going nowhere your relationship is not going to last but also, too, I think that, you know, to, to piggyback on that, it, you know, the world has never been smaller than what it is now. Mm. And by that, I mean, you know, uh, where before, you know, uh, men that would come back from the war, you know, uh, their, their sole purpose was to have a family. You know, the, the men went off to work in factories and the woman stayed home and, and raised the children, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, and the man was gone most of the day, you know, come home, the meal was already prepared, you know, dishes were washed, done. dishes yeah. done, you know, flip, you know, put your feet up, I'll grab you a beer, yeah. you know, and then, mm-hmm. and then that was it. And that's the way it Worship your man. I'll take, yeah, that's what absolutely. it was. Worship. That's what, I'll absolutely. take care of the breadwinner. But now because the world is so small, and again, what I mean by that is that it's never become easier to, to change. To become to, to to go find another relationship um, with the use of social media, whether it be Tinder, um, you know, uh, Bubble, uh, you know, Match, you know, all the different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it. I don't know if you know this or not, but there is shit out there for everybody. Oh, farmers only. Unbelievable. <laughs> Christian they, Mingle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a grinder. Yeah. Grinder. Yeah, there is. A, there is. You know. A, a place for everyone. Mm-hmm. So again, the world has never become smart or smaller for you to meet other people. So if you're unhappy, if the relationship does not serve you in a way that you feel you know is good, then it's never been easier for you to go and find someone else that that you more or less match with. Before women, you know, stayed in relationships. Uh, you know, and men too uh, stayed in relationships because that was it. It was like once you got married, you know, that was it, and you were with that person for life. Now I grew up in a family where you know that was. That was still kind of the thing. I mean, you know, I grew up in a family where, you know, uh, dad took care of the outside of the house. We lived on an acre of land. So it was, you know, constantly mowing and, and, and taking care of the outside and trimming and, and doing all the things that needed to be done in the outside and all the fixing things that needed the house needed. And mom was the caretaker on the inside. And yet she worked full time. Uh, but yet, you know, she made all, all the meals, you know, and she did the laundry and, you know, and really the only time that dad and I helped was when she asked us to help or when we were having company over mm-hmm. and then it was a whole team effort, you know, mm-hmm. of cleaning. Um, but, uh, but other than that, it was almost like the woman had her duties and the man had his duties. And I think that that's good for a lot of, you know, couples now, even just to communicate like, Hey, you know what? I hate scrubbing bathrooms, yeah. you know, or I hate doing dishes or, you know what? I get a lot of satisfaction out of sweeping and mopping. Yeah. And what also, are you good at? What yeah. are you not good at? What right. are you and then, and you, right. And then you, you use that to, to where, you know, somebody's not doing shit that they hate all the time and, you know, you're taking that off of them. But, um, but what used to be, you know, where you almost weren't stuck, you know, but yet there's never been an, a, an easier opportunity for you to, to go and, and find someone else, for you to get into a different relationship, for you to change sure. your, your circumstances, you know, quickly. I see the sea of variety being something that's actually a, a blessing and a curse too. It's both. Because Absolutely. I've also seen it too. It's just like you're not, people aren't taking time to really see if they can work through a flaw that may be there, that maybe takes some stretching and education on your own end of something you need to fix because they just want to swipe right to the next person that may have it. 
you know, so they just make it this like, what's the quickest cliff note to get out of this whole thing of being discomfort because something she's doing is making me feel upset. Because if you think about it, you're on Tinder, you're doing all that. Like they, when you go home after that date, it doesn't, doesn't disconnect all their other matches. They're Mm -hmm. still scrolling through to see, okay, well this guy, I don't like the way he ordered fish. I'm a chicken kind of person. It's like, what the fuck? Like you can't even work through that shit. You can't even take the time to look at something Mm -hmm. and say like, Maybe that's something I got to learn. Maybe they're coming at me right now. They're, they're in front of me because I can learn something out of that person. Yeah. But no, you just swipe them and sorry, you're not good enough. And so people are so superficial because it's all just pictures. It's all just that. You don't get a chance to really connect with someone and find out why you're there. But then, you know, get to a place of like, where are you? Where am I? I don't like the way you do this. But maybe it means that like, okay, you're not you're not on time to everything. And I'm a very impatient person. So maybe I need to learn more a bit, bit, bit about patience. And then as, as that, you can also learn some structure from me. And then together we can become – because I think if you're not together on the same path of helping each other, like if you're you're good at this and I'm not good at this, I really want to learn how you cook. I don't know how to cook. You know, like I think we should be learning from each other. Or or how about this? Uh, you know, you you meet somebody uh, and, and – and I used to say, uh, like my previous relationship, we found each other on on match, mm-hmm. right? And it was great because you know the way that I am, I, I would tell somebody about it, and because you, you were in a state or I was in a state where it was like, man, I'm so happy. Like a match was the greatest thing, mm-hmm. you know. It was like this thing that like it was like going into Subway. You know what? I want chicken. I want you know I want bacon, and I want this and that. And that's the way it was. It was like holy shit. Like you could you could find a woman that was you know dark haired or blonde you know oh she's God. under five foot three or you know or what whatever you want dude so and and that's the way it was like it was like ordering designing a yeah, woman, designing really, a relationship. you you could you could get it to where you know okay they work out three or three to five times a week no. or more than yeah absolutely oh my god oh, you, how much they work out are they slender are they athletic are they you know above average you know are they curvy you know like anything you want you can more or less click on and then all of a sudden what what was like you know multiple thousands of people now becomes you know twenty five, so now you got twenty five okay. people that are more or less match exactly what you're looking for more mm. or less like science uh, weird science weird science yeah absolutely <laughs> great movie you're wearing the underwear on your head shit yeah <laughs> but um that's today man we it can, is we had a luxury but, of doing that it, it, but that still being said is that you know. You're just praying to God that the people that are writing this shit are being truthful. But we're, we're searching perfection that essentially we need to yeah, stop that. Because I agree. if you're looking for, hey, listen, I need this narrow roadway yeah. of a girl that's between five foot two and mm-hmm. five foot five, brown hair, blue eyes, what, whatever the curvy type, whatever. You've got this narrow fucking like, rail, like, like uh, runway that you have mm-hmm. to land on. Like, mm-hmm. Again, think about that. That's like a hot. That's like how many people are just like not good enough yeah. now, and it's just like you're leaving so much of the population out that literally, if you really tried, if you're stranded on, a, on an island with someone that isn't exactly your perfect type, but you got rid of the fucking looks of it, and really just you were you were on a you were on an island with them, you can fall madly in love with that person if you just give it time and work through the bullshit and stop being so superficial on what you think you want. And being able to work through bullshit that maybe that's that's present there that you, you want to need to fix. But like you should realize that that's part of the shit that you need to fix with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why I think we're, 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 we're misconstrued here. It's like everybody else needs to, needs to adapt to me. Which is why I think that 
the better relationships that you usually get into are not from that area. It doesn't mean that they can't work. And yeah. it doesn't mean there's not, you know, a ton of successful relationships out there that come from Tinder or, or you know, whatever. It just, you know, it happens. happens. Yeah. Yep. But yet I think better relationships happen when, you know, when you get people that know you like legitimately, truthfully. Yeah. Right. And say, you know, wow, you know, I, I've got a friend who I think that you would like totally connect with. Like you guys are, you know, so similar. You guys both love to do this. You guys both love to do that. And there's all of a sudden an, an initial connection. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I think that the better relationships stem from there versus again, like you said, where like, you're just, it's all superficial. Like I'm, I'm like for me personally, and yeah. again, I'm, I'm trying to get better at it, but yet you know, I will swipe before, before I read, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm looking at your photo, but yet, you know, I'm, I, I, that first photo, right. That first photo, right. <laughs> That's important. And then that will determine whether or not I scroll, <laughs> I go up or down to see, you know, what your likes are or other shit, you know? So, but I mean, and again, you know, we're all guilty of it. I think that's just, you know, we're, we're conditioned that way, um, with everything that's going on and everything that's available to us. But yet the, the people that, you know, you meet, you know, whether it be through, through a friend, through a family or whatever, you know, maybe you might not have swiped right or left on them mm -hmm. or, or, you know, whatever, maybe you not, might not have chosen them, uh, because of the photo mm -hmm. that you saw on your, on your phone, but yet all of a sudden you're starting to communicate and then you're, you're seeing them and they are attractive in person, but yet there's even more to them that's attractive, yeah. you know, that their ambitions, their, their, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their uh, values, yeah, morals, absolutely. Yeah. Values, principles, you know, uh, morals, you know, and all of a sudden you start to realize, wow, it's like, you know, not only is she attractive and physically, but yet also all these other ways too. Um, but yeah, I, I think that again, you know, the world has never been smaller, and I think yeah. that's a that's a big reason why so many people are are easier to jump ship yeah. in a relationship versus more or less figuring things out. I mean, look, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and you know, life is too short to stay in a relationship that that doesn't uh, serve you. But let that be the decision that you make after you've communicated. Yeah. If you've communicated and you've done everything that you can, uh, and and it just and hey, it's not working. That that other person in the relationship isn't willing to 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 grow with you, or they don't have that that similar mindset, and you just know that again, you guys are moving in in opposite directions. Then you know what? You should never have to fight for a relationship. I believe you fight in a relationship, yeah. but I don't think you should ever have to fight for a relationship. I get that. Yeah, because it, it, again, you know, it, it more or less insinuates that one person wants a relationship and one person doesn't. And whether that, whether that be a situation because, you know, let's say a guy realizes that the girl is unhappy mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden I'm going to fight for her, her love because I'm going to make a change, you know, because she was unhappy because, you know... Um, I didn't have a good paying job or, you know, mm. she was unhappy because, you know, I didn't take her to dinner or she mm. was unhappy well, for whatever reason. And all of a sudden you're, you're going to change. You're coming in there like a, like a, a knight in shining armor. Right. Yeah. But you know, it, it, uh, I believe that if, if both people don't, don't want the relationship or, you know, it, it just, I, I, and I, I've learned through, you know, my own experience that you should never have to fight for a relationship. Yeah. If you are fighting for a relationship, odds are is that you don't need to be in that relationship. It, 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 it's like I can't stand the people that say it's a 50-50 relationship. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. 100 it's 100 and 100. 100. If you're right. not 100% fighting 
for not not fight it, but if you're not hundred percent giving to that yeah. relationship and they're not hundred percent giving to you, sure. realizing that the more I give to you, the more you're gonna to give to me. It's right. just a concession, it just happens. It's totally. so that really does come back. But if we're looking at more of like, well, what am, what what can I take from this? Mm-hmm. You're 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 in the wrong relationship. It's what what how much can I give yeah. to you without you having to give anything back? Yeah. I think that's the important part. It's like I'm gonna give you hundred percent of me today, all the presents I got, I'm gonna give you the gifts, I'm gonna give you all the love I can. Don't do anything back to me because I just want you to be you to be pleasured. I want you to just have it all, and then that should fill you up. Right. That should not take from your cup. You should be fill like you said, filling up your cup, mm-hmm. but overflow out of, into the saucer and give from the saucer. Sure. If you're not filled up in your cup, you can't give anything from totally, you that yeah. you don't have. Yeah. So that stuff comes back to making sure you take care of yourself, make sure you're self aware, making sure you have your your your. You know what's important to you, your values, your morals, what you need in a relationship, what requests in a relationship. Have the have the communication with that person on the other end. Let them know what's important to you, what they, know, what they don't care about. But I think also being real and vulnerable is is a very big key part that like I think we're scared to release that thing inside of us that hurts us. Like I was very like when we were talking earlier, you were talking about like um, I created I created this image of me of perfection, like I was always happy. When I really wasn't inside, I'm like done. I just need attention. I need love. I need all that. So I created this thing of perfection. Everybody knew me to be a happy person inside. I'm like, there's you know, I'm an emo guy that just wants some, wants to be a part of something, wants to be bigger than other people to care about me. And I created that for so many years to offset how I was really feeling inside because I was so scared of being vulnerable with somebody else and saying what's really wrong. So I think with with women or with relationships or with men. Having that communication, having time and the vulnerability to just be honest with that person on another level really kind of sets the tone of like, I'm serious about this. And I think that should go in relationships and friendships. That's again what this is a lot too, like having a podcast, having a conversation with someone and being real with someone for an extended amount of time and just being like engaging in somebody and having a vulnerability of just saying like, this is the way it is. It's not right or wrong. It's just, this is the way I felt. This is what happened in my lifetime. It doesn't make me who I am, but this is what my fears are. You should know someone's fears. You should know what they've been through. I should, you should have that conversation of like, okay, your last relationship. Well, what were you going through? What was like the things that you could, that you were having struggles with, the grappling with this feeling, like what was your fears and everything? Because I think that's important too. Because you need to know where somebody's like their their uh, their moral the compass is. You yeah. need to show where. Yeah. Where, what stage are they? Yeah. In what stage life, are they? Right? Yeah. And if it doesn't match up, you need to have that acuity. Say like, okay, I know it seems like you need more time. You know on what you're going through because I can realize how long it takes. Dude, this isn't easy to go through. When I hear somebody like, oh, I got out of a marriage and now I'm in another relationship. You know, I got divorced. And I'm in another relationship in one month. I'm like, I will put every dollar I have. That's not going to work. Not going to work happy. Like, you know, like it might work. You might, you might compromise and you might settle, but you're not going to be happy on that kind of term because what did you have? What did you go through in that time? Like, where did, what did you learn? Yeah. Uh, so I might say something that, you know. I don't know if it would be controversial or not, but, but yet if you, if you go into every relationship Mm -hmm. realizing that, you know what, eventually this is going to end, Mm -hmm. it's going to end. Like the, the, every, everything has a time, Mm. everything has a beginning and everything has an end. And whether that be, you know, through death or whether that be through, you know, uh, just a breakup or whatever, but everything, you know, has a timeline, Mm. right? Uh, whether, you know, whether it be like 
how you have your your holiday you know uh, gatherings. Mm-hmm. You know the way that it is this year. It's it's probably not going to be the way that it is five years from now yeah. or ten years from now, right? Everything has a timeline, and in relationships, absolutely have a timeline as well. So one of the things that that I love to say, and this is what I've learned, and this is not coming from me, but expect nothing, accept everything, right? Mm-hmm. Expect nothing, accept everything. And that kind of goes along with what you're saying. Like, you know, I'm going to give, give, give. I'm going to expect nothing in return. If you give something and you're expecting something in return, and when that doesn't happen and you get pissed, you're in the you're doing it wrong, bro. Mm-hmm. Like you're like it should be more or less giving out of love, you know, giving because that's that's what that's what help fills your cup and whatnot. But you know, uh, you, you, having that mindset of um, expecting nothing and accepting everything, and everything has a timeline, and so much of timing is, is what goes into relationship. You know, where are they in their life, right? Where are you at in your life? And and do does that timetable match up? So you guys, like she's in one area, you're in one area, and all of a sudden you guys find, and now your your time goes on, and then all of a sudden you split and you find someone else mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, but we all want to believe in in the fairy tales and, and the stories of, you know, you find one person and you know, you're together forever and you know, and it's blissful and, and you, you spend every waking moment with each other and just you guys are best friends and you're lovers and blah blah blah. And then, you know, when you're 90 years old, you know, you're, you're holding hands next to each other and mm-hmm. one passes away and two minutes later, the other one passes away. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's just not way, the way life is. Yeah. That's not that's not reality. Reality is, is that everything has a timeline. So during that time, get everything out of it. Enjoy it for, for what it is, uh, you know, and and bask in it. But yet realize that, you know what, it's not going to be that way forever. Mm. And that's what makes it even more poetic. That's what makes it even more mm. enjoyable. Knowing that, hey, you know what? The feelings that we have right now and everything that we're doing, odds are is that this isn't going to last forever. Mm. So just being in the moment, being in the now, yeah. and enjoying all that it's bringing you and all that it's giving you, uh, and just cherishing it for the time that you do have it. Uh, you know, you brought up a quote um, that Tony Robbins says, and it's very much parallel to that. It says, Trade your expectations for appreciations mm. and everything changes. Mm. So like what you were saying, it's just like, this is why I have flowers here. I have, I have very feminine flowers inside my masculine house mm-hmm. because at some point, the beauty and po- poetry in this scene is this isn't going to last forever. Sure. This is, not a, this is not a plastic rose. So to appreciate this time that you have with this, with this vase of flowers and to find the beauty in that for, for the, as long as it's going to be here, whether it be a relationship. Is a relationship going to last all the time? No. But can you find the appreciations and be completely present and do everything you can to give to that person and be the best person you can while you're in that situation? Then that's, then that's I think, the gift that we have to give to somebody else but as well as to ourselves. So I think if we just really just did that, expect nothing and accept everything, and trading the expectations for appreciations on everything that we're doing, we can make the most of every relationship that we're in, every every moment we're in, because sure. we realize this is just now. Yeah. If, if we don't have that, we got nothing else. Yeah. So if we just put ourselves completely immersed in the situation we're out, be completely present, be reflective on what maybe happened, to then be able to gauge in what you're doing now, to set yourself up for the future, even though the future in the past in the past doesn't even exist anymore, that I think helps us be able to pitch a sale and be able to find our you know, our guidance system to be able to get to where we want to go. 
as human beings, as whatever we are in this world and the time that we have, I think the most important part is to do that with ourselves. Expect, expect nothing, appreciate, accept everything mm -hmm. in our lives as well. Yeah. And that will allow us to see the serendipity of this life and the beauty that we have in this very moment to be able to kind of appreciate every moment that we are having with the people that we are having, but with ourselves as well. Totally. That's uh, like, I don't know if you've ever read anything about stoicism, mm. but uh, there's a, a good author, his name's Ryan Holiday, and mm. he's got a few books. Uh, I believe it's The Ego is the Enemy and uh, uh, The Obstacle is the Way. Uh, there's maybe one or two others, but um, stoicism was more or less created by a guy named Seneca in in in. And the book, one of the famous books called Meditations from Marcus Aurelius, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the emperor of uh, the Roman Empire, you know, um, and he created this book and it was just more or less him and journaling <clears throat> and, and his, his thoughts and, and ideas of what he took from, from every day. And, it, and it's this book that's now obviously, you know, 2000 years later, or, you know, 15, 1700 years later. Uh, that we're reading in, in this philosophy of stoicism. And that's where I got that idea of, and where I learned that phrase of uh, expect nothing but accept everything, you know, and, and so much of it is, you know, when people, when people say, oh, you're stoic and you, you think like you have no emotion, mm. but yet it's, it's really not that way. And I'm, I'm very, very somewhat new to, to the whole philosophy and what I'm learning in it. But yet it just more or less goes back to that appreciation of, of, of in the moment of realizing that nothing lasts forever, mm. enjoying the moment, um, and realizing that there's beauty in, in what it is right now, enjoying it because it is not going to last forever. Mm. So that's true. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to look at it, I would love to hear your opinion yeah. about it. Yeah. I think I will. It's good stuff. I it's definitely good stuff. Cool, man. I think we'll actually end on that, man. I think yeah. that's a perfect way to perfect way to end it, man. This was fun. I it's enjoyed what, it. Yeah, yeah, cool, right? Yeah, yeah. No, How long like, did we end up going? And we're a uh, minute forty. Oh, hour and forty-seven. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. yeah, it's like a time warp, man. Yeah, seriously. That no, I think we covered a lot of great things, man. I, I I'd love to get to more know uh, know more about you, man. I mean, this is I know you were cool before, but it's even more so now, man. It's really always good you. to you know sit down and and have a conversation in the, the the context that we're doing is really cool. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, man, I appreciate you having me yeah, on. It's been absolutely. a lot of fun. I appreciate yeah. it. Man. Thanks, brother. Cool.